Hello and welcome to this Tuesday episode of The Stat Line. And as always, I'm your host, Emmett Ross. So guys, welcome to today's show of The Stat Line. I'd like to remind you guys, you guys can check out The Stat Line's website. I'll put that in the episode description. And thank you for tuning in to today's show. In the NFL today, we're going to talk about what team has the best chance to overthrow Kansas City as the best in the AFC. Um, we're also going to talk about a little, just a little bit about Carl Nassib. Uh, he, um, between today's episode and Friday's episode, I think, Yesterday's that'd be Monday came out as gay. He's the first NFL. Um, he's the only, he became the only current NFL player to do so. And then in the NBA, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Kemba Walker trade, like I promised on our Friday episode. And um, talk about the Bucks beating the Nets. Do the can the Clippers come back against the Suns? And we're talking a little bit about. The Hawks beating the 76ers. Let's get started on today's show with what team has the best chance to overthrow Kansas City in the AFC. We have four teams, and I'm just going to go in order of chance. First, I think, is the Browns. Uh, they're a really good team already, have a great offense. They'll, they almost beat the Chiefs last season in the um, playoffs, but they're without OBJ. That might have uh, been the factor on why they lost. They'll get him back. It looks like he's going to be fully healthy for the season. And they have a lot of cap space. They're number four in the entire NFL. They have about 21 million cap space. So they can add to their defense, like their secondary. They don't really need to add to their pass rush, which is already great. Their defense is pretty good. They've added some stuff in the offseason. They could add a little bit about at the defensive back. But overall, they're pretty good. I think that they could they definitely stand a chance against the Chiefs. Um, Second... I think would be the Bills. They have almost no weak spots on their entire roster, and their defense is much better than Kansas City's. They don't have a great cap space situation, but I think that they stand the second best chance to, you know, go to the Super Bowl in the AFC. Um, well, after the Chiefs and Browns, so I guess that would make it the third. Um, the third would be the Ravens. You know, they have. A lot of veterans um, on offense and defense. Lamar Jackson, great quarterback, can do a lot. Hopefully that he does. They don't have to rely on him too much. Hopefully their wide receiver group can get a little bit better. That might hold them back. They have a pretty solid offense and defense. Of course, other than their wide receivers, and who knows? I think that they stand uh, the third best chance to overthrow Kansas City, and the fourth and final one, the Titans. Um. They have a great pass coverage. 
Their offense is fantastic, you know, with the addition of Julio Jones. They already had Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, you name it. They had a lot of players. But their pass rush might hold them back. They really, their defensive line is one of the worst in the entire NFL. That could hold them back from going to the Super Bowl. But we'll see. That's all we have for that. And Carl Nesson, uh, defensive lineman for the Raiders, came out as gay on Monday. That's good for him. I hope that that can bring more acceptance because you know he's the only NFL player currently to be openly gay. And I hope that I can just bring more acceptance. And shout out to him for donating $1,000 to the Trevor Project. Well, that ends the first half of today's show. And we'll see you right here on the stat line. So guys, welcome back to the stat line. We're going to get started with our NBA segment now. We're going to start with the Kemba Walker trade. It happened between the Celtics and the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder got Kemba Walker and the 16th pick in this year's NBA draft. And the Celtics got Al Horford, Moses Brown, and a 2023 second round pick. What team got the better deal? I think that you could argue both ways. No, the Oklahoma City Thunder... The guards were really bad, other than Shai Jigelius Alexander. And adding Kemba Walker can really just improve the roster. And Al Horford, you know, he, he's good, but I he's not, like, top tier in the NBA. He's about average. Or you could argue the Celtics. Kemba Walker was their third guy. They already had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And they really did need a center. They had Robert Williams and the addition of Al Horford. He he's a lot better than Robert Williams. Now he's he's not like I don't I don't know. For immediately, I can't think of any center is of course, but uh, he's about average. So he sh- he should be a lot better than Ro- Robert Williams was for them. And you know, at point guard, uh, his backup was Marcus Smart, who was honestly one of the better gu- um, backups in the NBA. I think it should be able to take over as point guard and do a competent job. So that that's my reaction to that. Let's go into Bucks beat the Nets. You know, you could argue that the Nets they really only had like one and a half um of their three players out of um Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was really out most of that series. All, if, I'm not sure if it was all, but he was definitely out a majority of that. And James Harden wasn't really playing like James Harden. He wasn't really playing good defense. His shooting was off the entire series. So that's really only half. And then Kevin Durant put up like 49, 48 points in like the last two games. Like, 
he he was doing really good. I don't think that you're giving the Bucks enough credit, though. You know, the Nets have they have Brooke Lopez, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. They're like half James Harden. The Nets were still a really good team, even without Kyrie Irving. And uh, for them to be able to contain them, especially in overtime like that, I don't think that people are giving them enough credit. That's all I'm really going to say on that. I think that the Bucks actually stand a really good chance against the Hawks if they can kind of control the tempo. And we're going to talk about, can the Clippers come back against the Suns after going down 1-0? I don't think so. The Suns are better than the Jazz or the Mavericks are, in my opinion. And, you know, they it could happen. If, but if they just have better post defense, you know, that was really their downfall against the Suns. But they definitely stand a chance. But I think that the Suns will win the series. The last thing on today's short episode, the Hawks beat the 76ers. Um, well, I think that they beat the 76ers because they were able to control the pace. And Ben Simmons, uh, you know, he... He, I don't think he even put up a shot in the fourth quarter. We'll talk a little bit more about that on our next episode. I'll get to that in just one second. And, yeah, he, he just really wasn't playing that good. We'll talk a little bit about a potential trade situation. And that ends up for today's show, but I'd like to tell you guys, there will be no Friday episode today, I mean, this week. I will be going to Colorado for a vacation with my family. And I'll be there on Friday. But I'll be back for next the next episode of the stat line. So you won't see a Friday episode. You'll see another Tuesday episode. That ends it for today's short episode of the stat line. And we'll see you next time right here, like I said, on the stat line. Music for the stat line created by Forrest Hughes-Kenfeld and yours truly. Stat line is managed by yours truly and Oscar Ross. <laughs>